The West Coast Traveler is an adventure in itself with content created by professional journalists and amazing photos provided by our readers. WestCoastTraveler.com is the newest travel network exploring all corners of Western Canada and the U.S. You'll see stunning photos and videos, read engaging travel features from around Western Canada and the U.S. Experience all the West Coast has to offer. Begin planning your next adventure. Visit WestCoastTraveler.com. Welcome to Off the Page, a weekly podcast produced by the Comox Valley Record. I'm Erin Halschuk, a journalist with The Record. Join me as we take a deeper look into the people and stories within the Comox Valley. Louis Bartholomew is the executive director of the HMCS Alberni Museum and Memorial. The museum, located on Cliff Avenue in Courtney, has welcomed more than 20,000 visitors to its exhibits and museums that covers stories of Canadians in the war through present-day missions and all of the branches of the military and civilian service. Welcome to the podcast, Louis. Thank you for inviting me. So you first opened in 99. For those who might not be familiar about how the museum and how the project began. Can you take us back a little bit to that time? Why did you decide to start a museum? Thank you. Uh, Originally, I had a very good job in Seattle. I was an American. I had a great union job, a wonderful condominium overlooking Puget Sound. Life was great. And I met a Canadian. And so I didn't know if I wanted to become more involved with this person and leave Seattle. So I came up to visit here in Courtney on a Remembrance Day weekend in 1999. And right from the very get-go, the minute I crossed the border, I started seeing a field of red poppies everywhere I looked. They were on the border guards, they were on people in the ferries. There was a kid with green spiked hair with a poppy and a beautiful woman in a sari and she had a poppy. The news media had poppies. And then I attended the ceremony here, the local ceremony, and I was so filled with awe over how sacred Canadians feel that have made Remembrance Day, that it's different than any other kind of experience that I have experienced in a large community thing like that. So with that inspiration and that feeling that I had, I went back home to Seattle and was taking the Queen of Alberni Ferry and on the ferry, just happened to be a print by Pat Birdstall. And it had a plaque underneath it that said 59 Canadian men lost their lives when it was sunk in 1944. And for me as an American, growing up with the American system of identity, I grew up knowing that my father and John Wayne single-handedly won the war in the Pacific. So what is this Corvette? And, And why are Canadians involved in the war? It just was a big question that I had. So I ended up getting back home that evening in Seattle and I stayed up all night. I started a little GeoCities website to try to find out who the 59 men were. I didn't care about the battles or how big the ship was. I wanted to know about the men. Then I decided I can't do this from afar and I really like this Canadian and I like the Comox Valley. So I moved up here and brought my little private little project with me. As it was growing, we were approached by the Comox Center Mall. And Mm -hmm. since you're showing this memorial three times a year here in the mall, why don't we give you one of our empty spaces and see if you can do a full-time museum. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we did for a few months, but 
suddenly the museum took on a life of its own and started to grow. And then, unfortunately, our lease was terminated at Comox Center Mall, and we, in a panic, tried to find a place that we could afford. And we were real fortunate to find a place in the old Courtney Mall. And we renovated the space. One of the exciting things that happened to us here in 2022 is after years of trying to compile a accurate list of crewmen for the memorial, we finally received a final list, an inclusive list, for all of the crew who served on the Alberni at one time or another between 1941 when she was built here on Vancouver Island until she went beneath the waves in August of 44. And so we now have an accurate spelling of all of the names. We have missing names that we mm -hmm. weren't quite sure of. Uh, we're a story museum right. and our stories just happen to be about times of war and conflict. We know how it ends. We know who the good guys, mm -hmm. bad guys are. In our opinion, in our eyes, it may not have been right, but they were still heroes in their own right. And so it has always been our policy to have the memorial of both of the ships because they both hold a very important part of Canadian war history. So do you find then, as an executive director of this museum, that to show what it sounds like, essentially both sides <laughs> of the story and to really put an emphasis on that, is that an outlier in the museum world within Canada or the historical perspectives of what a museum should be? Have you encountered other exhibits or museums across Canada or the U.S. where they really take an effort to show both sides of a story? I've never come across anything that shows it to what some people say this extreme that we have done. We haven't really leveled the playing field here, but we do bring attention to these human beings and they were embattled with it. Probably since the Russian invasion of Ukraine, I think more of our visitors are more in tune to the sounds of war, the feeling of war, the emotions of war, because this is so incredible happening right now. And I think that has a big effect on our visitors when they do come in because they do see that there is a humanity involved in times of war. For instance, the Second World War, we have a brand new display on rationing in Canada. What was rationed, how often it was rationed, all of the changes. So you not only come and see things and make you think about remembrance, you may also learn something. You'll learn things, especially if you're an American like I, myself, a dual American, you'll learn a lot about Canada by coming in and looking at the chain of the different flags that Canada, what was going on here in Canada. And while the war was raging overseas, what was happening here? You come in, you find something, you come back again, you'll find something new. And you touched on it a little bit there about remembrance, and maybe this is a good segue to talk about with Remembrance Day coming up. I know in the past, before the pandemic, hosted a really special Remembrance Day ceremony at the museum. Is that going ahead this year? And can you talk a little bit about what that involves? Sure. In 2018, organizations across Canada, churches and such, and also members of the public, were encouraged at, at sunset on in 2018, on November 11th, to commemorate the 100th year anniversary of the signing of the armistice, that the bells would be rung 100 times across Canada at sunset. 
and we were one of the participants in that. And we have a remembrance bell that is located at our front door. And anyone at any time can come and ring that bell in honor of their particular loved one that has served. And so for that particular year, we had 200 people in line willing to help us ring the bell as 100 names are rang out. Plus it also gave the public the opportunity to publicly ring the bell and say the name of their loved ones as well. Then we ended up with a couple of challenges at the museum, I'll say, in 2019. And then there was a big, big challenge during COVID. We continued to have the ceremony. It was live broadcast on Facebook. So this year will be the first year back we recommend that people wear a mask, but it won't be required at this time. So this is our first post-COVID ceremony. And it'll be at sunset, which is about 4.42 or 43, depending on how your watch is set. And we'll start there. And the museum will also be open on Remembrance Day. We're open from 10 to 4-ish. Then we'll shut down for the ceremony and then we'll stay open for as long as we need to. And do people have to pre-register if they want to ring the bell? No, they don't. What happened in 2018 was, um, again, another great thing for this American to witness how Canadians politely queued in line and said, oh, no, you first. Oh, no. And no, we don't have rules for that. They can just show up and we'll just go with what we have. And looking ahead, I know it's always really tricky to predict what the future might hold, particularly given your history, trying to find that permanent home. And by the sounds of it, you certainly have. What does the future look like for the Alberni Museum? Where would you like to see it? go next? Ideally, we would like our own building. Mm. We'd like our own standalone building that enabled us to do more involved displays, more things. We'd like to have a separate theater where we can have talks and such. We do have a small space. We've rented the store unit next door to us, and that's our education center. And that usually has our summer exhibits now that brought them in out of the weather. And we'll also do movie nights and other educational programs in that small room. That's also where we will have artifacts from the Boer War all the way up through Afghanistan, things with peacekeepers or current forces. We'll have those displays and those that will be in that room as well, because during COVID, everyone was downsizing yeah. and going through their closets. And so we ended up with a tremendous amount of absolutely wonderful, meaningful mementos and things, photographs or items, and we want to have them available. But because we're so limited for space in our current location, we are in the process of digitalizing our entire collection so that it'll be available online. And then each one of our sections, we've started to put them into blocks with a QR code for each block so that when a visitor comes in and they're looking at the four or five items that are in the case, they'll be able to go to the QR code, which will bring up videos, other documents that apply to that. And plus we're also starting next week and we will have an online three-dimensional tour like Google Street View, right. except we'll be doing, you can tour if you live 
in Eastern Canada, you'll still be able to tour the museum step by step and see all of the areas of the exhibit and that will be kept up to date. I really appreciate your time and coming in and really look forward to the Remembrance Day ceremony. So we'll put the details in the show notes for anybody who wants those specific details, but really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. Thank you and thank you for having me. That's this edition of Off the Page, produced by the Comox Valley Record. Thank you for joining us. If you have suggestions for topics or guests, we would like to hear from you. Email us at offthepage at comoxvalleyrecord.com. Get fast access to breaking news by signing up now to Black Press Media's free newsletters and stay informed with all the latest news delivered directly to your inbox. You'll have access on any device, so you never have to miss out again on the information you need to know.